while technology and external funding may certainly affect growth prospect of a company the core foundation has to be customer experience from discovery to engagement to delight and referrals companies need to have a clear view of their customers journeys a very warm welcome guys to this episode of to a tea podcast an infocola's initiative that strives to rekindle the conversational spark this is vinayak and i have neel as my co-host today with us we have mr samar singla ceo of jugnu and founder/ceo at click labs before going to entrepreneur venture he built physics technology stuff for university of maryland cern and ibm dealing with large amount of data and analytics he used to love the data part more than physics and jumped ship to founding a tech company living the dream ever since he is also an avid traveler and an amateur photographer who likes to document the mundane and the everyday world so it's a pleasure to have you among us sir thanks yaar same here it's a pleasure to be here <laughs> so it's our pleasure to to have you among us among these young individuals to know more from you so sir starting off suppose me and vinayak are the audience and we are layman so sir how do you explain us jungle works like what is it all about sure uh so short uh, you know a short introduction would be let's say you want to start any on demand business we are a platform to help you get started without any coding so you know think of like a food delivery app grocery delivery app remote consultation app so pretty much you know anything around on demand economy if you want to get started on that you know and you don't want to spend uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to build your own technology stack so jungle works is essentially a saas platform which has that technology and you can just use it out of the out of the box so can you tell me why you have selected the name jungle works sure so yaar uh, uh, the parent company is called click labs and uh, then uh, you know our products were called jugnu uh, and you know token so these are all animals right and uh, and the reason why they are animals is i mean you know i like animals it's uh, these are cool names and uh, that's pretty much it so when we when we were thinking of you know should we what should we call our company we felt that you know since all the products are actually named after animals you know jungle works makes a lot of sense so so all our products are actually you know kato tukan fugu they're all actually animals so that's why jungle works became the the natural choice for name well, that's a that's quite an interesting answer sir sir then uh, i don't think there are too many scientists who turn entrepreneurs in this world can you tell us about your journey from there how to being the founder of so many companies sir what struck you to be honest yaar i always thought i'll start a company you know even when young i felt that uh, i mean not that i knew what entrepreneurship was but it was more like you know uh doing a job was never really a thought in my mind right so when i uh so when i went to college uh, so i went to iit delhi and uh, after that you know so we uh, when we were graduating i was a 5.9 year so i don't think i would have gotten a decent job so i didn't uh, put my resume on the site i thought you know why why get rejected by everybody and you know 
kill your self-esteem. It's better to not apply. And uh, and then, you know, I got an admission in, uh, in physics PhD. So I went to University of Maryland. So uh, in US. And then there, you know, I spent about eight months and I realized, you know, PhD is not for me. I was not really a person cut out for physics. Because physics is very, you know, it's a, it's interesting, but physics is very slow. Like you have to depend upon 100 people, you know, uh, like every single experiment takes months. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you'll get something good out of it. So it's, it's essentially, you know, very, very luck driven thing to a certain extent, right? If not luck, it's a very patient game. Um, so I thought, uh, you know, uh, so I thought, you know, it's not for me. I came back to India and my father had a poultry farm and uh, I started working there. And it, uh, you know, so from there on, uh, I started my first company, which was around poultry industry. So I started like uh, this new type of feed. And then, you know, I felt let's just keep going in this direction. You can at least be your own boss. So there was no plan as such, but it was just that, you know, circumstances were such and, uh, you know, I just kept going. I'm not a big planner yeah, and I'm more like a take it as you go kind of a person. So, sir, since you said that in one of your recent interviews, you told or maybe rather comments in social media, you said that one thing lacking about the society is the long term thinking. People don't think long term, they live for the short term motive. So how do you expect one to plan in a dynamic way in the long term where you know the business world, it's it's filled with so many so many things. Like you don't know what can be expected in future. Maybe like for instance, COVID just came up. The whole business world suffered a wreckage. Most of the plans, they just went off. How do you plan effectively in the long run? Like how to set up a good plan uh, according to you? Yeah, uh... See, to be honest, I mean, nobody can really plan for COVID. So I won't really, you know, tell you that I can or anybody can really. I mean, everybody was like, you know, so you don't plan for things that happen once every hundred years. Yeah, You just learn to deal with them. But I think otherwise, see, what happens is, you know, when I say people don't really do long term uh, thinking a lot of times, because a lot of times, you know, people are doing a lot of shortcuts, especially in our culture, right? In India, um, so, so, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, uh, I would say, you know, it's a function of how we are taught to live, right? Bachpan se yaar, matlab, mom, dad, everybody's telling you that we need to be, uh, you know, focused on our exams. Otherwise somebody's going to get ahead of us. So, you know, we are always so focused on something very, very short term that it's just not ingrained in us. So if you go to, you know, Europe, uh, US, uh, you know, or anywhere, so you'll see that people are fairly long-term driven because their short-term is sorted. There's a lot of uh, social security that everybody has and things like that, right? So from that perspective, it's a little bit of a function of culture, I would say. And, you know, the lack of opportunities in our country just aggravates that and you know so how do you kind of teach it to kids is that you know you make them not think about competition all the time right so if people are not thinking about competition 24 7 
I think kids automatically learn how to not be hyper competitive and think a little bit of in the long term scenario. Because you know, when we are competing, we are essentially always competing on a order of a few months, right? Our life is never really, uh, you know, around what I want to do in 10 years. It's always around, you know, um, I have to clear this exam, then I have to get into this college, then I have to get good CGPA job. So that's, I think, a cultural aspect. So, you know, parents have to start teaching their kids to not worry about short-term things too much and start thinking long-term. Thank you, sir, for sharing such an insightful answer. You talked about country's culture. You talked about how uh, parents to teach their children to not fear for the future. You also talked about that you were ashamed of your grades and that was the reason that you went aloof. So, sir, how should a student from his perception take a failure? To be honest, I was never ashamed of my grades, Jar. I just knew that nobody was going to give me a good job at these grades. But I never really cared much about grades. So, uh, so my thinking was always, see, I, I would give this credit to my parents. They never really like pushed me to, you know, while other students were always worried about what their parents would think. I was, I kind of knew that, you know, my parents were chill with whatever I wanted to do. Right. And I think that's a little bit of a attitude really. Right. I mean, it's not that I came from a very rich family or something. We are like a, you know, normal middle-class family, but, uh, you know, our thesis parents were not too worried about, uh, because I think, uh, you know, in our family, everybody has really like figured out things on their own only. And uh, that's what I, that's what was expected of me. So of course they were, you know, they were worried about my future at times and would tell me like, you know, why don't I um, work hard or because I've been a fairly like, you know, doing a lot of things kind of person, doing a lot of extracurriculars, not focusing on my grades and stuff. But normal, you know, worrying uh, that every parent does. But, you know, I was not ever... Or maybe I never really listened, I think, you know, I mean, I never had like this big goal or a plan that, okay, I'll do this and then I'll do this and then I'll do this. So sometimes, you know, I just took things on a face value and, you know, see, okay, these are three options I have. Let me choose the best one and then keep going forward. So I think that way, you know, it's, it's easy to not get into a pressure so I would say the only difference is that I did not really think too much about peer pressure because when I did not take a job and I went to US then I came back, you know, for first three, four years, there was nothing that was working. Right. So at that time, obviously, you know, I would feel that maybe my, my, you know, students, other guys were actually smarter than me because they are doing so well in life and I'm kind of a loser. Right. So you think like that when you're an entrepreneur and, uh, but I think the only option is to just keep going really. So there is no choice at that point. So don't put yourself in a position where you can take a bad decision. You know, just that's, I think, one way to look at it. Personally, I'm very much motivated by this answer, sir. Honestly. Thanks, man. But I mean, it's, it's a logical thing. Yaar. It's not really something that you can actually... Uh, learn or teach it's more like you know you just keep going and you see how things pan out 
and eventually things work out yaar and that's what i feel so sir with jungle books you are allowing businesses to focus more on their core operations while taking care of the technological aspects and the delivery object in case of services so can you explain this structure sure sure so you are think it think about it this way like in a traditional business sense right uh, you know people don't think too much about the software or the erp they run their business on right so for example a lot of businesses run on um, sap or oracle right but they don't really try to build their own sap right so but on demand is one space where everybody was actually trying to uh trying to build a, their own uh, sap right and we got into this you know when we tried to understand why are people why is everybody writing their own software we realized that one there is no you know single standard product that can be used by on demand businesses right sap oracle these guys are not written for on demand businesses because the uh, the you know the way an on demand business works is very different from let's say the way a manufacturing business works right so it's new type of business which is i would say 3 4 years old and second was that a lot of people thought that this was their ip right that you know whatever we have essentially to run our business the backbone of the business is all of uh, all of our ip and we need to really build it ourselves so uh we disagreed with this we felt that you know if everybody is going to like if a flood delivery guy is going to run a, or going to write the complete software stack which takes millions to write it doesn't make sense right so with that belief we just started going and and to be honest you know it worked out because uh we were able to see that a lot of small businesses wanted to add an on demand aspect to their existing brick or mortar business but didn't have the tools so so you know the idea is that you know it's an erp for on demand world essentially that's like the easiest way to tell you that and then what we have, the way we have structured all the different aspects of our different components of it are that it's not really possible to just manage it through one software right i mean every like order placement then tracking of physical goods then customer support then you know reviews and stuff everything essentially is a different step in the user journey of a customer so we just took a, took looked at every step and made it into one product right so that it's easy to uh, easy to connect a bunch of different products together and essentially come to a single big product so so that's how we kind of came to this structure and that's why this is a very modular structure which can actually you know work with a lot more products through apis also it's not important that you know you have to just use everything from jungle works you don't i mean we don't care so you can actually use multiple products you know stitched up together and i think that also works fine so i think that's the real beauty of it you know that's why people are actually um actually fairly confident about using our product makes that sense definitely saves a lot of time for the individual who is running the business and like he's getting everything into one way like time every, and like money the technology exactly yeah. you know so that's the idea you save a bunch of time you save a bunch of money and you know you don't yes, need to reinvent the wheel essentially mm-hmm. exactly so so jungle works uh, jungle works is working that when it's working very fine 
sir from there if i talk about uh, jugno sir in an article you shared about informing drivers about safety precaution then giving face mask and quite justified but how far do you feel that this is helping them in sustaining a lifestyle like they have less rides these days many times they travel with a lot of precautions so what is jugno actually doing for these individuals who are having a very difficult time right now it's a tough question yeah really i mean you know almost everybody is having such a bad time that to a certain extent the economy or the economic aspects can't really be justified so what has happened is a lot of drivers have gone back to their native villages right i mean a lot of them have been migrant people so so a lot of people have gone back to let's say you know where they came from in up bihar and all these states right so and they have started doing agriculture and stuff so in that sense it it helps a little bit uh you know but but to be honest i don't think there is a way for any one company to really help these guys out i mean that's just how the way you know how it is because it's just very very difficult to to you know to to do this does it make sense i mean to give you an answer uh, i would say we are trying to increase the number of rides that we can give to these guys so hopefully this increases their uh, you know income in some sense but beyond a certain point it's actually not possible we can't really do much we just have to really you know keep helping them get more business and hope that this time you know gets coasted through yeah so basically you are a big practical at this situation because now that uh, lockdown is happening and work from home is in the trend so what do you think people are more productive and efficient in while working from home or from office yeah dekho productivity and uh, you know efficiency is one aspect and i think you know good people are productive in both the settings and bad people are unproductive in both the settings to be honest but uh, you know if you see like what will happen in the long term or how we see the the you know things to go forward we feel that uh, it actually might be a good idea to have a hybrid approach right so if you if you think about you know pure work from home i think pure work from home is tough because then you don't meet people it's very difficult to have any connection you know with anybody so i think that's also not the right approach but if you think about uh you know having pure uh, coming to office then i think it becomes very limiting i mean you know now we can hire people from all over the world really and that has become a very big factor in our growth right so from that perspective i think the idea should be have little bit of ways to have interactions amongst the people but keep continuing work from home so having like a hybrid model where maybe 30% people come and work uh, in the office but 70% people are all over the world and you know you meet like once a quarter once a year do like retreats and stuff like that so that there is you know you create those social connections but at the same time are not limited by just working you know from an office so now since we are having that work from home culture we are having a lot of difficulty at the same time in managing our personal life also because like it may happen that a work might stretch beyond a particular time 
sir what advice do you give to prioritize like should we prioritize one over the other and how how should we create a balance because it's very difficult right now to just get personal life and professional life and working because the professional life is uh, we cannot uh, compromise it right now it's very difficult everyone is very much care uh, means safe about the job they want the job to be there they want to at least get a good option to keep it secure so sir how do you get get about that so yaar i don't really care too much about work life balance yaar i am like a person who's a who's either always working or playing i mean for me like my life is one big continuum rather than thinking about okay this is my work time and this is my you know leisure time i believe you should do something that really interests you right i think this this you know problem actually arises because a lot of people do things which they don't really enjoy right so i think if you really enjoy what you do i mean this problem rarely occurs but yes you know not everybody has a choice of doing what they do so maybe the right answer would be to to really strive and and really introspect and understand what you do so you know so what is it that you really like and want to be in life right and then then try to align your work towards that so lot of people are into coding because their parents got them into engineering schools right they don't really care about coding they don't like it i mean you know and they might be very good at arts and something so you know sports same thing you know so many people are so good at sports but they never go on to become like professional athletes i think this is one thing that our culture and our society needs to change again you know let people do what they really love and work life balance will get sorted to a certain extent and yes work like you know management of time is another aspect that we see that a lot of people are not good at they'll keep saying that you know we don't have work life balance but the reality is they'll come to office and then gossip for 2 hours every day so so you know it's not really i mean you have to be able to manage your time well you have to learn that so some of the very good people in our office who are like you know leader senior guys very very productive they actually don't work for long hours they are just very very disciplined with their time they are very good at time management so i think a lot of times it's about one doing the things that you are really loving and two being very disciplined about time management you do these things and you're generally fine in my opinion positive vibes from you sir listening to you i don't think lockdown has affected you but yeah sir how has lockdown affected your company jugnu can you just give an insight into it so of course yaar because jugnu is a commute company so obviously you know our number of rides have fallen by about uh, 70% so so it's obviously a big uh, you know uh, problem in the short run but we feel that you know in the long term it's it's going to be okay and it should be a temporary phase but to be honest nobody knows man i mean it's a it's something we are just like hoping that in the next 6 months or one year it will be fine to be honest it's an open ended thing yaar i don't really know how things because if things don't get back to normal in 6 months it's a huge issue but you know if things get normal by the end of this year fine one bad year what can we do yaar the whole world is suffering so this is very interesting on your side and also sir we read about you that you are willing to take up a lot of risk so what happened we are reading about you it came through that uh, regarding the hyper local sector 
where many individuals are scared to enter because some of the startups have failed you have said that you will definitely go and venture over there and you will try to do it as long as you're earning profits till then it doesn't uh, it doesn't make you stop so can you tell us uh, how do you plan to go about that and like sir where do you get this motivation that your idea will work like how is the confidence coming up so yeah to be honest the confidence is never really there you know it's just a hit and trial thing but we do feel that it's a very obvious strategy right if you think about let's say you know would people be ordering things at their home rather than going to shops i mean the answer is yes and no right a lot of people will still want to go to shops but a lot of people will want to you know consume goods and services at their home so i think it's a it's a very obvious transition in the way world is changing so you know but cracking it is a different approach right cracking it is never easy so cracking a problem statement the problem statement is fairly simple that way right i mean you know that you know people around you are ordering more food they are ordering more grocery so it's logical that they'll start ordering everything more but you know you get failure you you get like a lot of resistance you see that you know a lot of people are burning money against you so what do you do so to be honest you know we just keep hitting you know doing different experiments and see what works what is unit economics positive what has uh, more product market acceptance and just you know whatever works we we scale it up so so there is no rocket science you just experiment it out so, so that's uh, quite interesting because we don't we never know that it might work or not so just going for it taking the risk and uh looking for an opportunity it's a, it's a great move from user because many of them are scared at the very first instant that what will happen and they think about the conclusion then seeing what can happen if if their idea is a success so sir that that is uh, really remarkable from your side so when i put a take over now yes sir. so so being an entrepreneur and having so many employees working under you what do you think is more deadlier for a startup business like yours not satisfied customer or not satisfied working staff so you know the way i think about it is that if my staff is not satisfied then my customers are definitely not going to be satisfied so i hmm. would say you know focus on making your staff happy first and uh, your customers will automatically be happy have you applied any of the any of the cost cutting techniques that were employed by other companies during this lockdown for example laying off consume, laying off your working staff and cutting off their salaries so not really are we we actually you know when when this started so we were thinking that maybe we'll have to do it so we were not sure but uh, luckily we didn't have to do it there was like this one or two months of uh, lower payments which we had to go through but we didn't have to do any cost cutting in the sense of laying off people or uh, cutting their salaries right uh, so that that way we got lucky but uh, you know to be honest i think it's also a little bit of a you know business dependent because there are certain businesses which who which don't have an option right let's say if you are in a cinema business i mean you'll have to do all those things we didn't have to do it because our business is global and you know we are selling software all across the world and if let's say one market is in a lockdown other market opens up and stuff like that so we were lucky that way that we didn't have to do any of those things great sir so sir 
वॉट हैपन्स इज दैट ऑन्टरप्रनर्स यूजली थिंक दैट दे कैन डेवलप अ प्रोडक्ट एंड दे ट्राई टू इनोवेट और मे बी ट्राई टू एक्सपैंड दैट काइंड ऑफ अ प्रोडक्ट लाइन और मे बी दैट पर्टिकुलर इंडस्ट्री सो यू आर द फाउंडर ऑफ क्लिक लैब्स देन यू आर द फाउंडर ऑफ जुगनू देन जंगल वर्कस सर हाउ डू यू फील अबाउट इस्टेब्लिशिंग न्यू आइडियाज एंड वर्किंग ऑल ऑफ दैम efficiently or is it just that one should actually focus on one particular idea and go to its maximum depths and limits so uh, what is your take on that so it's a it's a very good question yaar to be honest it depends upon your personality right there are people who would rather uh, you know focus on things which are more uh, you know there are people who would rather focus on things in at a depth level so it makes sense for them to do one thing at a time right i am a person who's a fairly like you know i mean i am always a more of an experimenter than a than a you know like just take one thing and and go deep into it so i like to do multiple things but that doesn't mean that you know this approach is right and to be honest both the approaches are right but it's just that you have to figure out what is good for you in that particular situation right so if you you know so you, you understand what i'm saying basically you know try to find what is natural for your style of working right because what works what suits your style might not suit the other person right so so try to find your own original style rather than seeing okay what is right or what does the entrepreneurship book say I mean, I don't think there is any right or wrong. Yeah, everybody like if you look at any rule in a book, you will always find a competing rule which says this is not the right approach, or you know, a person who has succeeded by not following those things. So I would say, you know, it's always a personal way of doing it. I am very productive when I am doing multiple things. You know, I am a in that sense. You know, I'm I don't have a very long attention span, but. Uh, you know it depends upon the entrepreneur there are examples of both uh, sides and both are fairly successful so i won't say one is better than the other it's more like you know see what kind of person you are what is your natural strength and play to that rather than trying to see okay what is the this textbook saying because you know there are both sides of studies yaar there is this uh, textbook 101 theory where you know focus on one thing get it right then focus on other things but then there is you know there are these studies which say that creative people always do multiple things at a time and that's what makes them good because they are always following their passion and they are able to actually see 10 things and see how their intersections work so it's more about following or understanding so basically having a lot of self awareness and understanding what you're good at what you're not good at and finding complementary people so for example you know if if you see in my company i might be a you know low attention span guy but i'll find people who are not who are not like me and who know you uh, and who are complimentary to me so that way it, it works out better <laughs> great sir like uh, we have again come back to your point that planning should differ according to different people everyone should have their own plan and they, they should take the plan and work, work upon it peter thiel famously says you know the next uh face the next mark zuckerberg won't build facebook the next you know larry page won't build google so you know you can't for take a formula that has been done 
you know and follow it to build a massive company or a massive anything really right you have to go original and you know follow your own thinking and approach if you really want to make it big and i and i remember one more thing your linkedin bio is only experiment with life yeah i mean that's the truth yaar that's what i do <laughs> i'm an experimental person and it works for me sir i wanted to ask you told us that we can experiment we should live life according to terms but sir many of us are not that privilege like many of us don't have that opportunity we know that we should go for one stage because that's most beneficial for our family we need to be think of a more stable thing in life because of that pressure because of that so uh, think uh, we have to do it or else what will happen in future we often choose paths which we don't want or maybe we choose things which are more safer so how how should we go about that like how should we get that courage ki i want to do i i want to do what i love because that never happens because of the kind of society we are living in the kind of culture we are in well i'll tell you one thing yaar i mean and there are people who who kind of differ with me on this and uh, we have had a lot of debates with friends a lot of people say you know i don't have family backing and stuff like that and to be honest you know if i tell you that i never had any family backing in fact quite the contrary when i came into business my family's business was in a pretty bad shape right so in that sense i kind of you know uh, rescued it anyway but the reality is that you know it's always a mental bent of mind right if you're not comfortable taking risks fair enough you know do something that's safe maybe entrepreneurship is not for you and the whole world does not need to be an entrepreneur right and there's nothing wrong in it i mean you know the only thing is that if you want to be an entrepreneur then you'll have to have that experimental nature right if you don't have it i mean maybe you do something else yaar i mean artists are perfectly fine and you know they do so many things but they're not they're not financial people right same thing you know there are managers there are ceos who are great at what they do very methodical but they are not great entrepreneurs so nothing you don't have to just be an entrepreneur understand what you are good at and if entrepreneurship is not one of those things which you are strong at do something else in fact you know whenever i do a talk on entrepreneurship i my first slide is always about really ask yourself if you are an entrepreneur or not don't do it because the guy next to you is doing it or you know one person in your family is good at it do it because you want to do it that's what you love and that's what you can do 20 years without feeling bad because you know when i was a failed entrepreneur also i was the same person right and i don't think success changes anything to be honest right you have to be the same person yaar i mean you have to be doing what you really love and then success and failure doesn't really matter you know i'll give you an example on this i was talking to my father and uh, so he uh, he he was telling me this story from my childhood so i didn't even remember this so i was like i think i was in 10th class or something so he asked me like you know you know what uh, what how much money should you have and then you'll be happy you know or you'll you'll consider yourself successful i said i consider myself successful already and i was in 10th class man i was never okay. successful or anything right i was like see my biggest passions are things like you know i have a lot of dogs playing with dogs and you know photography all these things are really don't they don't cost money man i mean 
most of the things that I do all day long, rarely some of those things are, you know, costing any money. So I think, you know, if you follow your passion, I think that's that is very decoupled from success in the true sense. And that's where people, you know, a lot of people just say, okay, I have to follow my passion, but I have to be successful. These are not really two things, two things that are, you know, if you follow your passion, you automatically become successful. That's what I feel. That's great, sir. Listening from you about how one should go about passion, because we tend to often go go about things which are very mandatory for us. Rather than looking at the greater picture, passion, if you follow a passion, we'll definitely be successful in future because it's something we like, we're good at. Exactly. With this, we are moving on to our fun section called the rapid fire round. So, sir, if you're ready, we can start the questions and uh, you'll have to answer it as soon as possible. Okay, so, so the first question, book or movie? If it's a book, what's your favorite book? And if it's a movie, movie Bollywood movie. or Hollywood? Uh, I like uh, documentaries. Uh, so, don't care about Hindi or English, but documentaries. So, favorite documentary? Mm. There's a there's a documentary called Planet Earth. Yeah. I really love it, yeah. I've watched it like okay. 10 times already, I think. Okay. Sir, an euphoric moment in your life? Uh, so, I'll tell you the first thing that came to my mind. So, me and, uh, you know, a team from IIT Delhi, we won Robocon competition in our, uh, in our college times. I mean, you know, I... The moment you said, you know, euphoric moment, that came to my mind. So, I uh-huh. did that. Amazing, sir. So, sir, any company that you wanted to be a CEO of, if you're given the chance? But to be honest, you know, we, we joke about it. You know, what if, let's say, we get a chance to become CEO of a Google or something. I'm not a good CEO, yaar, to be very honest. I'm a good uh, experimenter. You know, I, I like things in early stage. And to be honest, I feel that, you know, at the right time, I'll not even be CEO of my own company. I am a good product guy. I'm a good tech guy, you know, but I'm not a great manager. So I would rather, you know, be CEO of my own company and then eventually find the right CEO. So I'm not a good CEO material. I'm okay as a initial, initial guy, right? Zero to one kind of person. If not CEO, sir, any country that you wanted to be the president of. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, yaar. <laughs> I really got a chance. And, you know, no, no questions asked kind of thing. And uh, I would love to be the president of Canada, yaar. Sir, that was unexpected, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, see, I feel that, yaar, Canada is one place which is most... Uh, you know, which has most uh, global role to play in, uh, you know, global warming. And then, you know, it's the country where most uh, immigrants are going. So from a macro scenario, I feel that, you know, that's the place which has a lot to do on a global scale. So, you know, that's the thinking. Okay, sir. Then what's your biggest regret? To be honest, I don't really have much regrets, yaar. <laughs> Okay, sir. Sorry, a guilty pleasure. I eat a lot of chocolates, yeah. If I have like a box of chocolates, I eat it all. Like, you know, so my wife, <laughs> has to, you know, 
keep them somewhere i can't find otherwise i leave all of them so are you eating one now no no i'm not eating chocolate right now but i have uh, so i either eat chocolates or i eat uh, roasted vegetables which are like super super healthy ha uh, yes sir like super healthy food or i eat super unhealthy food <laughs> right now i'm eating very very unhealthy food uh, very very healthy food sorry but uh, then you know it, it's not like you combine healthy with unhealthy and it becomes healthy <laughs> it's, uh, you know unhealthy so plus minus always remains minus <laughs> exactly so sir who is your celebrity crush uh yaar kaun uh, आलिया भट्ट इज द वन आई लाइक यार बट एक्चुअली वो थोड़ी ना मतलब पहले ज्यादा अच्छी लगती थी अब कोई नहीं ढूंढूंगा बट एज ऑफ नाउ आलिया भट्टी है शी इज आल्सो लाइक अ गुड एक्सपेरिमेंट ट्राइंग विद मूवीज एंड एवरीथिंग हां मतलब वो भी कुछ-कुछ करती रहती है बट टू बी ऑनेस्ट यू नो आई थिंक शी हैज लॉस्ट हर चार्म इन द लास्ट फ्यू इयर्स द काइंड ऑफ मूवीज शी डूइंग एंड स्टफ बट श्योर यू नो ग्रेट सर सो दिस दिस इज वन Describe them in one word. Donald Trump. Uh, mad genius. <laughs> so then, Mukesh Ambani. Corrupt. Sir, why? Just makes all the policies of the country, yar. According to him, <laughs> there's no competition. <laughs> Nobody gets to compete with him. I mean. See the point is, yar. I always feel that companies or people should be playing on basis of innovation. But you know, Reliance is one, or let's say Geo is, or Mukesh Ambani's company is one company which always plays on uh, policy, right? वो एक चीज को ban करा देंगे and उसको you know then they'll find uh, launch that themselves and stuff like that. So I think there are a lot of. I mean, it, it still like works for them. They're fairly successful that way. I would think that they are fairly corrupt. Sir, Summer Singla. Hmm. थोड़ा biased answer हो सकता है, but so my wife is sitting uh, near me and she's saying loser. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yar. So let me give you my definition. I think of myself as an underdog. I hmm. like to be an underdog. I never like to be a favorite. So let's say if there's a race going on, I would never want to be a favorite to win that race. I always like being in the underdog position. No pressure. Just do whatever you want to do. It's great, sir. And lastly, sir, info caller. So you guys are, uh, I would say, hopefully, the next big blog from India, yar. Thank you, sir. That means a lot to us. Something we never, never, never expected, and no one said this to us. So thank you so much. You know, I always feel that yeah, there's not much good tech blogs from India, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. most of the tech blogs I read are, you know, TechCrunch. All these guys are in, are American and all, and the ones which are Indian are, मतलब काफी मसालेदार हो गए हैं वो. You know, if you look at uh, all the big guys. स्लोली स्लोली ना सारे बहुत मसालेदार होते जा रहे हैं ग्लोबल ब्लॉग सो 
great sir sir thank you so much i hope it was fun it was fun yaar it was great look forward to yeah. hearing it also yes so sir with this we have come to the last section of our podcast called the unpopular opinion section where our guests talk about an idea which is close to their heart but which may not conform to the public opinion we will be glad if you share something for this section can it be controversial also so it's better if you keep it controversial <laughs> so yaar i think uh, so i mean i don't know if people will like it or not but i think if india wants to really like you know treat their cows well they should slaughter all of them this is one idea has gotten me a lot of flack over the years but uh, you know in fact when i came back to india i i wanted to set up a cow slaughter house because uh, i mean if you look at the way you know cattle is treated in india it's really bad and the biggest reason for that is that there is no value or they are not allowed to be slaughtered at least legally or something right so so when i came back to india i went to the gaushala guy and you know the head of that i met him a lot of times and he said this to me that you know if india wants to treat their cattle well they should actually you know allow slaughter and this is like you know true rss kind of person saying this to me right i was very astonished just like you guys probably right and i asked him and he said that you know if there cannot be an economic value to these uh, poor creatures they'll never be treated well right so i think this is one controversial thing i get a lot of uh, slack from friends and family about but i believe in it so that's quite a thing that no one might have thought of but since you put light on it it, it really makes sense right now यार मतलब बेचारी एक्सीडेंट हो गए मर रही हैं गलियों में सड़कों में यू नो इट इट जस्ट फील्स बैड यार आई फील रियली बैड फॉर देम सो एनीवे यस इट्स लाइक दे डोंट केयर दैट व्हाटएवर इज हैपनिंग टू देम वन डे जस्ट कवर अ न्यूज़ एंड दैट्स इट्स ओवर नो मैटर हाउ मेनी कैटल डाइंग बिकॉज़ ऑफ फूड बिकॉज़ यू नो वी आर गौ रक्षक्स व्हाई डोंट यू यू नो देन गिव देम अ गुड प्लेस nobody exactly. is willing to do that nobody is willing to spend their hard earned money on them everybody exactly. says okay we'll keep them in streets but they have to roam around i think it's hypocrisy but anyway so that was something which was not in the limelight thanks for bringing it front thank you so much sir for sharing experience and ideas with us so your words were tremendously inspiring for us and our audience as well we are delighted to have you sir Team Info Kuala wishes you the best of luck for all your future endeavors. Thank you for your invaluable time, sir. It really means a lot. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. Best of luck. Looking forward. This is Neil Gupta and Vinayak signing off. See you next Sunday.